0: Hello everyone, welcome to Should
1: I Play That, the video game podcast where we talk about uh, video games and the culture and industry surrounding them. And hello, my name is Rod. You know, you, you're used to hearing Chris, the hype man himself. Uh, he is out this week, but um, I am flanked by none other than the greatest co-host of all time, uh, James. What's going on, James?
2: I'm doing well now, sir. Thank you. <laughs> Quite the honor.
1: Oh yeah, an honor that is a well, well bestowed, sir. Well bestowed. Like yeah. every every week, you come with the fire. I do appreciate I it. I, you know,
2: that's what I'm here for. A <laughs> little bit of heat.
1: <laughs> yes, yes, we love it. We love it. And of course, we are joined as well by uh, our gracious mod who helps out on Twitch from time to time. We really appreciate her. She is stepping in to uh, to pinch hit uh, to cover Chris while he's away. Elena, yeah, he's how's all it training going?
2: on yard right.
3: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I am recovering from a cold, so if you hear any sniffling or coughing, that is me trying to live another
0: day.
2: Mm. Ooh, man. Might want to clarify that a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, this age, this age of
1: COVID is dangerous. They might they might think the wrong is. thing. She's she's so, fine, guys.
3: I got sick from my students, not from any. I'm fully vaccinated, by the way, as of mm. like. The late March. So
0: I'm totally mm. fine. OK
1: yeah nice very nice in fact that was what i kind of wanted to start with was that uh, yesterday well the yesterday as of this recording Mm -hmm. i finally got my first shot uh here in atlanta yeah
0: oh
1: man so it felt really really nice like it felt good you know i'm not there yet i have to get that second one in three weeks or so i've already got that scheduled but like once that happens and i i wait that i think that probationary two-week period um I'll be good, so I believe that's like may fourteenth or fifteenth for me hmm. um, and I'll be prepared to like hug my mom again like <laughs> <laughs> like i mean really it's it's been a surreal experience to sort of be in COVID and kind of record it in real time too, like as we've yeah. done on this uh, in this show uh and I've been quarantined for for this long and to finally be on the road to some sort of recovery is is really, really nice. So um, I do encourage everyone, like if you're skeptical, I totally understand. Um, there are a lot of people of color out there, especially who might be, um, uh, un, you know, distrustworthy of of the government <laughs> of of something like this uh, for good reasons. You know, there is a lot of history with uh, the health industry in the country not being um, kind, to say the very least, uh, to, to people of color. But, but this, this has been vetted by a lot of uh, the, some of the brightest medical minds that we have a lot of them black, um, I've seen a lot of resources, I did a lot of research as well into it. Um, so if you're skeptical at all, I definitely encourage you to, to look into some of those resources, um, and, and definitely get educated on the vaccine for sure, because it's it's a stepping stone to a healthier uh, world. A healthier country. So not to mention that you're probably not gonna be able to do a lot <laughs> in another year when they say, hey, you need to have a vaccine card to go
0: to travel. anywhere, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, to go to a concert or something. So yeah, um, I, I definitely I've never been an anti vaxxer or anything like that. I don't want anybody to take my statements as like, Oh, my God, Rod used to be an anti vaxxer. No, like, if you've listened to the show, you you know, that's, you know, good and goddamn well, that's not my stance. <laughs> um, <laughs> At all. Uh, but but, but I, what I am saying, though, is that, you know, for, for a lot of non-white uh, people, I get why their first inclination is to say, hmm, I don't know. Like, I, I get it. I get it. But, but the resources are out there. Definitely um, look them up. But, yeah, I'm really hyped. I'm, I'm extremely excited, uh, mm-hmm. you know. And that just also means maybe more live shows with us. Like, that is fantastic. Like in the, the, the fact same I can, room? In the same room. Like, Does that mean it's I get legit to been like 10 Atlanta years.
0: Atlanta for the first time?
1: Yes. I mean, look, if you want to have <laughs> our Halo gameplay series where yes. we play through this series for the first time, <laughs> then yes, I am down. And Mass um,
0: Effect. I've never
3: touched a Mass Effect before. Are, are you oh serious? God. Dead wow. serious. Oh,
1: well, we've got something for you. Yeah. I'm excited. Wow. Today's episode is, will be very interesting for you. <laughs> yes.
3: <laughs> I will have no clue.
1: Oh man! You, All right, I'm almost, I'm almost jealous. Yeah, almost. That's true. The, the, mm-hmm. These okay. are mass, mass Effect games are classic. They are classic.
3: Okay, I lied. I think I played maybe like 20 minutes of a Halo Four multiplayer, and that was it. That's I count. had no clue what was going on. No, I was like, okay. man, I don't understand. So I stopped playing.
1: Yeah, I think James is right. That that one doesn't count. We could nah. just you're 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 clean. You're good. Okay. You're good. Um, but yeah, that's, that's, that's fascinating. Honestly, I've, I am looking forward to, to being in the same room with you guys. Um, you know, Atlanta, if you travel at some point, like I would look forward to that as well. We would mm-hmm. of course welcome you into the studio, um, with, with open arms for, so yeah, I I'm, I'm hyped, guys, extremely hype. Uh, but how is, is, has everybody else been good? I know I kind of talked about my week, Atlanta, you mm-hmm. sort of, Talked about recovering from your sickness. Uh, James, how how have you been?
2: I am tired, bro. I'm not even mm-hmm. going to lie to you. It has been an interesting uh, week and a half now. Mm. Yeah. um, We're just going to some growing pains at work. Yeah. And they hurt. They- <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's all I'm going to say
1: on that. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, it's a struggle, but hey, I'm I'm really glad that you guys uh, you know, came together with me on on today. You know, we're about to sit down, kick back, proper feet up, have a good time. Should oh, I play yes. that? So, let's go ahead and get started. Let's jump into some what you've been playing or maybe watching? <laughs> what? Elena? <laughs> Elena, what you've been watching?
3: <laughs> so, I have not been in the mood to play video games all that much for the past like 2 months or so. <sighs> Because work has been beating me down with all these kids and whatnot, so I would come home just super tired and then, I, I don't know, I just started, like, I wanted to watch some anime again, and I haven't watched any anime in, like, a few years or so. Okay. So I think I started with Demon Slayer, I want to say. Okay. And I finished that in two nights.
2: So I would take it it was good?
3: It was good. I... I thoroughly enjoyed it. Are you ready for the
2: movie?
3: I am. I keep trying to... So um, in the West Texas area and maybe like one city in Oklahoma, we have this thing called Synergy where it has like a bunch of like arcade, bowling, um, escape rooms and stuff like that and movie theater all in one. And they have a showing for it, but they don't have the time set up yet. But hmm. it is there.
2: That does so,
0: sound like fun.
3: I'm waiting for those show times to start so I can take my sister and my best friend with me to go see it. And then, after that, I got into jiu Kaizen, which is... A banger of a show. I'm so I love that show. It is so good.
1: So for so the, for those who may not be just up on their anime, like these are shonen shows, right?
3: I guess yeah. For the most part, they're all shonen shows. Okay, watching.
1: shonen oh, being like the the demographic of like I think it's what 12 to 16 year old boys. It's like basically off of the shonen jump. Uh, magazine in japan so like dragon ball z naruto one piece like those big heavy hitter names like those are all shown in series
3: okay these, these are like the new generation that i think are all pretty good
2: sure okay 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 so what's like the um the setup for Jujutsu kaisen
3: so it starts off with your main character in a very suspicious room with like a bunch of like charms and stuff and this Dude greets you, and then you go into figure out that uh, your main character, his his ger- or his caretaker, his grandpa, he passes away, and then you eat a cursed object, and it turns you into <laughs> like the main villain, kind of like it's kind of kind of like with Naruto and uh, the Nine Fox, except this <clears throat> bad dude does not give two shits about you
0: Mm.
3: like he will um i think he tells him that he he doesn't have control of the body yet and so whenever he does he will just wreak havoc so he doesn't give two shits about your main character who's Mm -hmm. a little bottle of sunshine but um and it ends with the beginning of an, another art and they can just confirmed a movie that will be a prequel to season two because it's been skyrocketing in Japan and all over the world like they've been selling a bunch of manga and stuff hmm. and then what else I've watched dr. Stone seasons one
1: now and- that's a good that's a great show that is, is that really is a good show. yeah that's, that's okay. actually good
3: it's a very good science show too
1: yeah yeah, it's it's honestly like anime Bill Nye, honestly. So yeah. if that intrigues you at all, then yeah. <laughs> okay, okay,
2: yeah. I can watch
3: that. Yeah, it's pretty good. I would say, see, okay, so season one is like a full like twenty four episode thing. Season two is only eleven episodes. You might as well just call it one point five. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't even consider it like a season two. It's basically like a one point five because it leads into them like kind of leaving
1: japan to go do something yeah the 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 premise of that one uh james is is, and i've I've seen the first season of that show i haven't watched the second one yet Uh, but but the premise is that uh the entire world has been petrified so like everyone is is has been turned to stone by some anomaly no one knows why and so uh people begin basically thawing themselves out and the, the main character that you follow um what had like kind of thaws himself out of the, the stone uh and kind of rediscovers that well, n- understands what's going on and is basically a, a genius scientist so he f- essentially and begins to unthaw uh them and sort of ha- he has a rebuilt civilization essentially okay so it's so it's like a futuristic kind of thing because the, the way that the the show starts is that it's in modern day, like it's, it's taking place today. And then the phenomenon happens and everything is reverted. Like the, the entire environment has like overtaken modern growth. Mm-hmm. So like it basically, it's almost like a last of a situation in a okay. way yeah. where like, yeah, things have regressed, uh, to that point. Um, but, it, but then, oh, go ahead.
3: Like it's regressed to the point of it's 3,700 years into the future. Oh, so right. Wow. Like no buildings, no, right. Nothing. Like, trees have taken, like, nature has taken back over everything.
2: Oh, okay. good.
1: Yeah. And without, like, spoiling too much, um, there is a group of people that the main character runs across, but it's almost like they are almost prehistoric because they haven't grown up with technology. Like they have were actually born mm, into a stone like, age.
2: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yes, that's clever. So
1: yeah, like it, it. yeah, it, he's a bit of a doctor in this stone world. So you, you might see where they're what they're doing there. Yeah. Um, so it's it's a good show. It, it's it's legitimately good and funny uh, and even knowledgeable, like some of the situations obviously where they do these things are a little far-fetched but it's actually all based like relatively on actual science okay. so uh that that is actually neat and it feels like you learn something um every episode and that's always cool so
3: and they yeah, even have like fun. little disclaimers within the show like little cute little disclaimers and be like hey this is a real recipe don't do it or right, yeah, like,
1: you'll, okay, you'll probably kill yourself or burn your house down or something. Yeah. <laughs> but here yeah. you go. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Another one. It was just like
3: you can do this. You can actually try it in your bathtub and it yeah, work.
1: So. Huh? What, one other notable thing too is that it actually manages. And one reason why I really like it is that it manages to avoid a lot of like the anime shonen tropes that that occur in these type of shows, where like it's a shonen, but it's not really about battle. Like, it's not about physical battle. There are fights that occur, but it's not really about that. And, and the fights that do happen are kind of far and few in between, and it relies more on the main character using his, his intelligence or his brain rather than his brawn. And that's interesting. (laughs) And yeah, I mean, and they make no bones about it. Like he's not a strong character, like a physically strong character, but it doesn't matter because like all of the things that he comes up with manage to combat the, the things that actually do require strength, or he leans on someone else that, that does do that and and he utilizes it to his uh to his best ability which is really nice and they just they also also avoid like a lot of pitfalls too with like kind of like bland romantic arcs and there's no like it's not like a lot of fan service or anything like that so you're mm-hmm. not getting you know penny shots or something every 2 seconds so you can actually watch this and not yeah, worry you can about actually, people, like ex- seeing you watch ex- it. Ex- exactly it's not like embarrassing uh, huh. <laughs> so yeah it, it's a really good show i would i would actually recommend that one for sure okay
2: it is.
3: And then I jumped into Gintama, which I'm surprised I didn't do that whenever I first started watching anime back in, like, 2005, because I was also watching Naruto on YouTube at the time.
0: Mm.
3: And that show is really funny. Like, and the main character, he reads Shonen Jumps. Like, it's very fourth wall breaking, too.
1: Mm-hmm. And yeah, he's kind of like anime Deadpool, kind of.
3: Yeah. He is. Yeah. He kind of is, honestly. But... I
2: wonder if show will show up in that Deadpool manga that's a thing now. Hmm. I wouldn't would be, cool. be surprised. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And it's a, it's a pretty good show because it's mostly, like, wacky adventures. But there'll be, like, some, like, mini arcs that'll happen throughout the seasons or whatever. Mm-hmm. To kind of build up a main villain or something like that. But, yeah. I've been plowing through that. And then... I just started uh, Bungo Stray Dogs. I finished season one and I'm starting season two.
2: I've it's heard of that. Sounds familiar, but I have I no finish. idea. Yeah.
3: It is a, it's quite an interesting show to say the least. Like each person, it kind of it's kind of like My Hero Academia with like the quirks, whatever. I've never mm-hmm. seen that show, but I know that like each person has like their own power. That's how it is in Bungo Stray Dogs, but they are kind of, like, in the gray area of, like, working for the government. And there are different factions that are in Japan and that try to invade Japan, too, that also have these special powers. And uh, you follow this main character who can turn into a tiger. And then you figure out some other stuff as well. It's kind mm. of like a mystery anime in a way a little bit hmm. I don't know it was like a drama mystery
2: so um, does everybody have like animal turning like animal powers no, okay. they're all
3: different like one like the other main character basically he his power is to nullify other people's abilities and stuff like that
2: well oh, that's convenient
3: yeah <laughs> and then one person he can um he can write, like, say if he wanted a stun gun, he would write the word stun gun on a paper and then that paper would turn to a stun gun or whatever. Hmm. And then one person, he can, um, create like a field where it would create illusions and it works out like that. It's like, it's not like an offensive one. It's just more of like a defensive, like barrier type of thing. Like they're all different.
1: Okay. Yeah. I noticed a, uh, distinct lack of mob psycho in this list.
3: I know. Look, I'll watch it whenever I feel like I'm I want kidding. to watch it, okay? It,
1: it, it, it's fine. Which will be never, but it's okay. Oh,
0: my God. It's, <laughs> it's our Mario okay.
1: Galaxy Part 2. I know, <laughs> dude. I'm, I'm telling you, it really is. No one believes me. You no. need to follow Ryan. Ryan knows what he's talking about, guys. I will not lead you astray on this. I promise. But it's okay. But, I mean, you have recommended some good stuff, like uh, Dr. Stone, um, Demon Slayer, I thought was cool. I think you really, you liked it a lot more than I did, but I but I, I did think it was good. Uh, mm-hmm. it, was, it was cool. Um, and I am going to probably watch that uh jitsu Kaisen show at some point. I don't know when, but I'll probably watch it.
3: Yeah, I need to yeah. catch up on
2: my anime, too. And
3: then I started watching Ghost Stories, the English dub. <laughs> no. That shit's hilarious.
2: Yeah, I've heard that thing's
1: ridiculous.
3: I've... You know,
1: it's funny <laughs> that you mentioned that. I just found that the other day, like someone posted it on, online somewhere where I saw a YouTube video. It was a compilation of the, the dub from the mm-hmm. 90s, I think it was. Yes. And it, it, is, it is something. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> okay, so I've, I looked it up. I like, looked through several comments, and apparently they were given zero budget. Yep. The actors were paid, like, pennies. Mm -hmm. And they were told to just say whatever as long as you get the main story across. Yeah, they they didn't have like a
1: a strict uh, script in their hands at all for this. Like it was crazy. Because
3: it failed in Japan and so whenever they sent it over to the Americas to translate it, they were told to do whatever as long as they followed the main story and they get the name of the ghost right and that was it. Those were the only two requirements. And so... It did so well here that they retranslated the English dub to right. Japan, yeah, with all the silly bullshit that they came up with.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's wild. <laughs> so is there like so? There's a manga out there based there on is, this show, or that like was the basis for this show, and then and anime adaptation is nowhere near the same thing as the book.
3: Yeah, because it failed so miserably in Japan, they're like, "This is really boring." and so they just threw it over to america's with no budget they're like do whatever and they're like okay
0: i'm
2: surprised they even like brought it over because usually i bet they were just translating
3: whatever in
2: in, back in the 90s yeah it was the 90s that's true
0: Hmm.
3: and then i'm excited that haikyuu the volleyball anime season five or six is coming this fall and i'm excited
1: all right. Well, it seems like you have your hands full with anime.
3: <laughs> I know. I'm not in the mood to play video games. I'm not even that's in the okay. mood to finish uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I still haven't finished it. You still
2: haven't finished Valhalla? Yep. If you're not finishing Valhalla, none of us are. <laughs> yeah, that's true.
3: They so. even have a spring event going on right now, and I just I don't feel like playing right now.
2: Yeah, I understand. That's
1: yeah, sometimes like you, you need a break from video games. I, I feel like that frequently, <laughs> so <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Especially if it's been like a rough series of games to get through. Like, I remember that stretch between like Anthem and Days Gone. I was like, what are video games right now? <laughs> Lies, uh, bro. Yeah. Lies.
0: <laughs>
1: oh, man. Uh, anything else you want to mention before we go forward here?
3: Was that my five minutes of anime talk? It was a little more than
1: five minutes, but it was okay. You made it happen. You made it happen. Okay. <laughs> All right, Elena. Well, thank you for apprising us of that. It's nice to every now and then shake up the format, you know, get something else in there. So we do
2: appreciate that. Yeah, James, know. yo. What about playing. So I have not been playing too much. Two things mainly, um, mm-hmm. Outriders mm-hmm. being the, the big one. I um, mm-hmm. it dropped on Game Pass. Mm-hmm. So, of course, it was like, why not check it out? After a little bit of trouble with the, uh, the servers. That first initial day I tried to play, Um, Mm -hmm. I've been good ever since. So props to them on that for sure, getting up uh, and fixing that issue. Um, So Outriders is a traditional looter shooter, uh, third-person base. So you uh, end up on a a new planet trying to colonize colonize for uh, humanity. Things go terribly wrong, as they always do. (laughs) And um, you awaken from your sleep, I don't remember how many years later. But the people that have been there with you and survived this long have uh, ended up going to war with each other and with the planet because of this thing called the anomaly. And what the anomaly is, is a MacGuffin of sorts <laughs> that grants people powers and mutates the wildlife and gives you things to fight. <laughs> 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 and so like this, it it um, has an array of abilities between um, disintegrating certain people with touches. Uh, Corroding electronics on contact, uh, giving Mm -hmm. you superpowers, like I mentioned, between um, mastery over time and space, mastery over fire, mastery over um, the earth itself, and um, technology. Okay, so you're a god. All right. Right. But a very (laughs) specific kind of god. Yeah. And so you awaken as one of the outriders, and your mission is to do all the tasks for the puny humans that can't do it themselves. (laughs)
0: <laughs> hmm. which,
2: uh, which, which god did you become? Uh, I chose the trickster god So, um, Ooh, okay. time, space That kind of thing That's the one that I wish I had chosen On the demo mm-hmm. yeah. I went through and I played each of them on the demo Just to get a feel Okay. And um, I wanted to pyro initially But didn't feel very strong to me Okay. Um, trickster is fun Because it plays almost like a um, Like a rushdown build type of character mm-hmm. um works really well with shotguns synergizes as well with like close range combat because the way this game works is you have certain um kill conditions if you meet those conditions you get regeneration health so okay. instead of having to do um med packs or just waiting for help to come back you have to get into the fight and um do some damage to get your health back
1: so that's, okay, that brings up an interesting point here, because this this is a, a section of this game that I've heard continually is, is like the most deceptive part of the game, is that mm-hmm. it's presented initially in the opening hours. By the way, I really think it's misrepresenting the game, like that first like two hours, three maybe, where you're just like, you're arriving on the planet, you have to choose your class, and then those opening missions, I just don't feel like they represent what the game really is, mm-hmm. which people think it's like a cover shooter, and it's not. Right, right. Like you're not supposed to play it like that.
2: Yeah, Um. Okay. I, I figured that out pretty quickly. Because okay. I felt like I was in cover, but I was dying more. Okay. And I was like, what, what's, what's going on? Um, I'm over here taking pot shots and nothing's happening. And I can't mm-hmm. get any health back because I'm not within my kill range.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: And so it incentivizes you using things like your uh, teleport ability to warp behind enemies. And then you do increase backstab damage. So combine that with a shotgun. This kind of your, your gameplay loop for as far as the trickster goes. Okay. Um, but you also get different kinds of abilities. Like you can throw out um, this kunai that marks enemies and debuffs them. And it chains to different kinds of enemies. Or you can throw out a time bubble. So enemies that go inside there are slowed. They take more damage. Um, any bullets that pass through are like, subjected to bullet time as well. So you can use it defensively. And it just kind of incentivizes you using your skill set. And I really like that about this game.
0: Mm, okay.
2: Um, combat loops are super important to me in these kind of games. Like I I don't really care about getting the best gun ever if I'm not having fun playing the game. Right. Um, and Outriders, I think does a really good job of <laughs> like funneling you into a class type and then letting you experiment with those abilities.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: At least in the early hours, I've heard that as you get towards end game, the the uh the best build becomes pretty apparent. Yeah. Um but um uh, in the meantime, in between time, it's been a lot of fun just messing with your uh your gear. And the thing they did with the gear in this game was a lot of fun too. Mm-hmm. Um they don't hold back, so it's more like a borderlands kind of drip feed of like here's always something new, a better gun, a better gun, a better gun. Mm-hmm. But as you increase in rarity, you also get these um these different kinds of mods. But the thing that always like, used to get you down about a looter game is you find a really cool gun on your way up to the max level cap.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And then the next time you hit like two levels above, it's already worthless. No matter what the effects are, you're not doing as much damage, even though you really enjoy the gunplay. Mm-hmm. So you can break down your old gun or level it up with you. Hmm. Um, but if you break down your gun, you get to keep the mod that was on the gun in your library of mods. That that seems
1: very friendly,
2: like to to users. I yeah. like that a lot. Okay. Yeah. The thing I liked about Outriders too is that they've said that this is not trying to be a super time sync kind of game, like this is going to give you that shooter experience within like forty fifty hours, you know? Right. Instead of having to grind out hundreds and hundreds of hours to get to the end game, and uh, I love that. Right. So I haven't got to experiment with that too much myself, um, because I'm not really far in the game yet. Yeah, but what that means is that you can have a trickster like myself that focuses around using the uh, kunai Mm -hmm. and then you can look for certain mods from weapons and armor that enhance that technique. So by the time you reach in game and you make the uh, armor set that you want, you can be super specialized in having like extra kunai to throw the debuffs are stronger, they do more damage. As opposed to the next person playing the same class, but focuses on the uh, twisted rounds, which is like okay. your bullet enhancements. Mm-hmm. And so they'll be doing more like crit damage and applying um, slows and weaknesses and that sort of thing. So even though there's only four classes, there's a lot of potential for making that class your own. Okay, that actually
1: makes me. It, it goes into my next question for you, which mm-hmm. is so I haven't. I haven't downloaded this game quite yet because there are a few other game pass games I want to get through first. But, um, once I do like, okay, maybe you and I would get together and play this, but if I wanted to do a trickster class, because that was initially what I wanted to do, do you feel like that would be, um, detrimental to the team build? Like if you were to play with me, if I play trickster as well, or
2: do you recommend me playing something else? I don't think it would be a problem. You play in the same kind of class. Okay. Um, I haven't really played too much online to see how well the classes synergize with each other. But just given the um, abilities that I've seen from different videos and skill trees and that sort of thing, mm-hmm. I feel like you can make a team of the same class work. You just don't get that uh, that kind of coverage like you would from like having right. like a long-range Technomancer. Or a uh, a tankier kind of um, berser- Berserker? hmm Geomancer, something like that.
1: Yeah. So my and really the basis for my question comes because like I think about games like Destiny where mm-hmm. the max amount of, of people in a fire team is three, and it's very clear that they want you intentionally to have you know hunter, uh, warlock, and uh, what's the other one? Titan. Yes. Chris like
2: would be so upset with you.
1: I, I know. I know. It's been so long. My Destiny shoes are filthy. Uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, like they they clearly want you to have that sort of makeup. You know, but even though you can run two hunters, you know, three titans, or whatever. Mm-hmm. You clearly it, the game is built to have like that, that variety. So I'm wondering, with a fire team being three in outriders, um, that's correct, right? You can only have up to three. Right. You can
2: only have three.
1: Okay. So that made me curious, especially because there's four classes. Like it, it strikes me as them acknowledging that okay, maybe you don't have to have like an even number of classes here or, or how, like, what does that distrib- uh, distribution look like? But from what you're saying, you could specialize in a particular technique, even within the same class. Mm-hmm. And maybe that would make the characters feel different. That's me speculating based on- Right. What
2: you're... That's what I mean. I think that's what it feels like, because you get okay. nine different abilities to choose from, I believe, mm-hmm. but you can only have three ability slots active at a time. Oh, okay. So all that kind of mixing and matching, I think would breed to some interesting combinations, even if it is all in the same like spectrum of class. Okay. Okay.
1: Yeah, I mean, Trickster is definitely the one that interests me the most. I really think it's it's kind of unfortunate that, like, I played it on PS5, so, like, whenever I shift over to the Xbox, I have to go through that entire intro sequence again. Can you mm-hmm. skip cutscenes? Oh, yes. Oh, okay, cool, cool. Mm-hmm. The B button is your friend, Roddy. Good, good. And how about these cutscenes? So, you, you're you a few hours in, right? Mm-hmm. Like, past, okay. Like, the there were some comical, in a good way, like, comical scenes of, like, People dying horribly on screen and in like that demo, does that continue
2: like that whole tone yeah <laughs> okay, yeah <great. laughs> fantastic like there is there is one one mission every really stood out, okay, and I'm not gonna spoil who or what, but basically, you have a character that sends you on a mission to save this other important person for them, and this person is being held hostage by a bad guy and the hostage does not want you to kill the hostage taker hmm. because they're just that morally good of a person, and okay. so by backing off of not killing this hostage taker, the hostage taker kills the person that told that sent me on the mission. <laughs> and I was like, why? <laughs> Like you had him. <laughs>
1: this this game is batshit insane, and it's I love. It's funny. It. <laughs> it's hilarious. They have to know,
2: right? Like. Yeah, I think it's on purpose. Okay. All right. Like it's almost there's almost too many like on the nose tropes yeah. for it to be like an accident. Yeah. You know.
1: I I wanted to also ask you um about the like you mentioned just at the very beginning, you know, you were like, hey, this is a looter shooter, you talked a lot about gear, um, equipping, equipping Mm -hmm. certain things, abilities, mods, even. Um, So this is, it feels like it's a game, at least on paper, where they want you to continually return to it. Um, you know, even after like where I'm not talking about like end game dungeons, maybe continually running the game, but mm-hmm. they've also been adamant about saying, Hey, we're not really making another Avengers or another destiny. Um, so what has that experience been like for you thus far?
2: Like with the whole looter shooter genre? You know, honestly, for me, it's kind of refreshing Okay, to know that I, I can hit an end point. Mm, um and i like i feel like if there's just like a satisfying conclusion and i've had my fun with the game then i'm good i don't need another 100 hour game to invest in because there are so many games to play now yeah
1: right and so so you you, do you see yourself like moving forward and progressing in that sense and not necessarily it's like you're going back and saying oh i see the hamster wheel here Mm. like repeatable missions gear uh slots or whatever it is that you know destiny has avengers
2: all that stuff I think the way I see myself playing this game is going through, like, a solid run-through on Trickster. Um, maybe playing another class or two, Pyromancer, I do want to check out Technomancer, it sounds fun as well. And then also just seeing where patches and stuff goes, because I feel like, of course they're going to balance the game a bit more, maybe add some new skill trees, maybe add some new abilities, depending on how the um, the support is from the community. They know they've mentioned that they would be willing to do like additional content for outriders. And so maybe jumping back in once a new content is out and seeing what else they come up with. Yeah. Yeah. But I, um, I think I just see myself enjoying the story for what it is getting a couple hours of looting in and then just like onto the next thing.
1: Okay. Yeah. I was fascinated to hear what you had to say today about this game. Um, just because I haven't, I haven't played it and I was, I just, I love hearing what you guys have to say about stuff like this. So, mm-hmm. um, I will probably. I, I will probably check this out at some points on Game Pass. There's no reason not to. Exactly. Uh, so, yeah, I, I'll 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 play this game.
2: I think you should. <laughs> <laughs> but um, honestly, the only other thing I've been playing while I was waiting for the servers to come back up was the uh, Master Chief Collection. Oh yay! Awesome. I was on that- I was on the Xbox. It was like, why not, right? Yeah, I saw you. I was like, I sent you a message too. I was like. <gasps> Oh my God! I think I had my messages off. I didn't see that.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I sent a message when I saw you. Uh, when I saw you on it, and I was like, "Ooh, man! If I'm not, if I wasn't busy like right in this moment, I was gonna hop on and see if you wanted to partner."
2: Oh, well, yeah. I was just kind of going through since you and Chris are making your way through, and there's no like three or four multiplayer in the first two mm-hmm. games. I was like, let I me mean, just go and catch up so we can play three and just go mm-hmm. forward from there. You know. Mhm. Mhm. And man, I spent like maybe a solid 30 minutes 40 minutes just like jumping back and forth between the two vision modes
1: oh right in in
2: ce right like the first one yes in ce and just seeing the things that like you didn't realize weren't even there as a kid yeah like you come back now in 2021 and you look at what they've put in as far as like additions and it just feels right yeah if you had told me this was halo ce originally i wouldn't thought any different Mm-hmm. But then just to kind of cut that off and see like where there were just black walls, yeah, where there was no ability to add lighting or just like the tiny details in the walls or the um or the readings of chief's suit or his bio or whatever, like yeah, it's incredible to see what they've done with this game and I, and it makes sense given mm-hmm. how long it's been since the game has come out that like yeah. it's just a natural progression.
1: It's th- what you just mentioned is actually one of the moments where I was like, oh shit, yeah, this is completely different. When uh, on that first level um, you know, on Pillar of Autumn, when you're, you're making your way through and you pass these cryo chambers where you mm-hmm. were once sleeping, and the new version is insanely detailed. It even says, like, you know, Master Chief, 117, John, whatever. Right. Um, you can And if you switch it back to the old graphics, it has none of that. It's just, like, the Chief's armor <laughs> uh, in a really crude sort of, like, image. Mm-hmm. Um, and even on the other side, did you happen to go on the other side of that chamber, by the way?
2: I, I believe so
1: yeah they showed. it's really cool they showed like in the old version they still show like the same image like it looks like chief but in the new one it look it's another spartan that they confirm it's like uh linda her name is and she was like yeah it's actually really cool um you can't see anything because it's like it's completely been shut down but um but it's neat that you can see her information on the panel there Mm -hmm. uh and i thought that was a cool touch because she's mostly in the i think the books but she might be in Halo 5. I don't know. Halo 5 is the one I'm about to play because I haven't I have not played that one, period. That's okay. the only Halo game I haven't started or, or even played. So, um, yeah. Who was the
2: Spartan that was in Dead or Alive? Dead or Alive? Was that like the live action thing? No, the, um, the 360 game, I think. Dead or Alive? I yeah. don't even know what that is. You know the 3D fighting game, like Tekken, but not really? oh shit dead or alive the fighting game yeah okay. okay
1: uh her name was like nicole or something okay but i don't know like if she was like from the lore quote-unquote like I have, I have no idea oh. uh, she doesn't sound familiar yeah i just figured it's something that you would know yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, i'm disappointed in myself honestly <laughs> um yeah I, I don't know She. she doesn't strike a chord with me, but maybe she was. I don't know. I have to look that one up.
2: Her name was Nicole, so you're onto something. Okay. 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 But yeah, I was just curious about that. But um I mean honestly, just just looking back and forth through the game, it's night and day. But they mm-hmm. both feel right. Um and I think this go back to our our conversation last week. I don't I don't think we've outgrown Halo. That game mm. still feels as smooth today as it would have twenty years ago, hmm. like even without the sprint, I don't know. It just feels good to me. I do agree with you. I think it does. I, it does feel good. Like it feels. It
1: doesn't feel as dated as it should. As a game from two thousand one should. Right. Um, it kind of gave me those Mario sixty four vibes, where like Mario sixty four is old as shit, but like it doesn't. It it in a lot of. I mean, it, it feels. It looks dated, of course, mm. but like. Mario feels so damn good. I think he feels better there than he does in Sunshine, in my opinion. Like, you just, you feel like every single accident or death is your fault. And it's like, ah, shit, I pressed the wrong button here, or I shouldn't have, like, overcommitted on that jump or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel similarly about Halo, especially when you play it on, like, Heroic or Legendary. Like, that's, that's the real Halo.
2: Yeah, um, on, no. I'm on Halo. I think I'm on Heroic now
1: yeah that's where i think the sweet spot is for a solo run solo that's that's the spot you want to do Mm -hmm. uh co-op legendary only uh but yeah i mean i'm curious like more of your thoughts on that like as you were going through it like did you you mentioned that like the like graphically it was it was very satisfying and even gameplay wise Mm -hmm. um did it did it strike any did you have any nostalgia for halo or is it more of just a thing you're kind of
2: passively familiar with um I have more nostalgia for Halo multiplayer than Mm. I do for the franchise itself. Okay. Um, but I think what was really cool about this is that having just like a passerby's knowledge of Halo, like seeing certain characters or hearing certain names, like when they name dropped reach this time, I was like, oh, (laughs) yeah, right. Yeah. Right. Like that was a thing. I'm just Mm -hmm. seeing like captain keys or whatever. Mm-hmm. Again, and seeing him in, like, the uh, the updated version, it, it made everybody feel more important, mm. you know? And so I'm I'm yeah. a bit more interested into the lore now, which is I, because yeah. I usually don't care. Right, right. It, time, it, I, I don't care, but I'm interested. It, it's hard. It, it's honestly hard to care about
1: first-person shooter games lore in a lot of ways, because you're just so concerned with, like, shooting the thing that's in front of you. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Halo did a really good job. I was one of those people who've read like the first few books I was like in my defense I was like in 11 or whatever like I was you young you need
2: to defend your choices right it's okay <laughs> enjoy you your halo you, you want
1: to know you want to know something crazy I did a book report on fall of reach like in fourth fifth grade somehow something. I buy like, that I completely yeah. buy that. <laughs> I, I definitely did it. My, my teacher was like, what the actual fuck? Like, it was so funny because uh, it was one of those things where, like, I had to explain this book to my teacher. Like, it, the, the report was, like, a draft I had to write, and then I had to sit in front of her for, like, 30 minutes and talk about the book. And it was, like, fucked.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Wait,
2: how?
1: Um, well, well mean, how was just,
2: it fucked? You mean just, like, the story points?
1: Yeah, yeah, just like talking about, like, <laughs> I just felt silly as shit just because, like, it was <laughs> this video game story, which, I mean, honestly, even today, I think Fall of Reach, the book, is legitimately decent. Like, I can't say the same for, like, a lot of those novels, mm-hmm. uh, but, like, Reach, The Fall of Reach is, is actually a good book because it, it, it focuses on, like, what happens to all the Spartans on Reach, like, when, it's it's a huge tragedy, honestly, like, when they're, yeah. we all basically fucking die, like, it's, it's really... It, Pretty sad, but um, I tried to play on that on my book report. You know, get some brownie points on there. You know, uh, I likened it to Shakespeare. Basically, I didn't do that. I did. I did not do that. No. No. Is okay. That part, is that
3: part of like the Halo Bible or whatever they, whatever the fuck they talk
0: about when they're trying to make the TV show? Uh,
1: you know what? I I don't know because is that I think still happening? That, yeah, it's still happening, which All is right. crazy. It's crazy that that's happening. Um, I will say after playing the halo two anniversary, I can believe like why someone would want that because usually I'm like, I don't know why we need video games or movies based on video games, like 90% of the time. But this was one where I was like, all right, uh, maybe, maybe. Um, Hmm. but, but to answer your question, Elena, possibly because the book so Bungie made, they had like this Fall of Reach book commissioned, but then like 10 years later or whatever, they made the Halo Reach game, which kind of follows in some of those footsteps, but it doesn't follow that book to a T. So mm-hmm. people have argued for a long time, like what's canon, what's not. Um, oh, this is a Star I, Wars thing all over again. Kind of, yeah, kind of, kind of. Um, I do think the book is good in its own right. I don't, Reach I have appreciated over time. Uh, I didn't really care too much for it at first, like when I first played. I thought it was nice, but I didn't it didn't blow me away. It's most people's favorite campaign. Uh I, I understand now having replayed it like last month. But but yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I I it's probably a part of the Bible somewhere.
2: Um how far did, how long did you get, uh James? Did you just play that first level? Um, I believe I am I just landed on the Halo. I think I'm in mission three or four. No. Okay. So Truth and Reconciliation or
1: The Silent Cartographer? Silent Cartographer starts on that beach. Truth and Reconciliation. Okay, that one starts with you, like, uh, at night with a sniper with, like, 60
2: rounds or something? Nope, not that. Okay, so maybe the second level, which is Halo. I guess it was that Maybe I think I'm trying to remember because I ended up going into that man-made tunnel. And okay. popping on the other side of that, whatever that is, that's where I'm at now.
1: Okay, that's that's level 2. Okay, cool. cool. Okay. Yeah, you're on you're on Halo. I have like almost an encyclopedic knowledge of like that first game because I played the fuck out of it so much.
2: Yeah, I noticed. Uh, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> like I know I was annoying the shit out of Chris, I'm sure. He he okay. won't admit it. He he will not admit it, but I definitely was cuz I was like, hey, "Oh man." Yeah. You can annoy me
3: though because I have no idea.
1: <laughs> okay, perfect. I We need to mind. fix this. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, if you ever need like a a partner or somebody to go through that thing with, mm-hmm. I am down. I played through it. I that would have been my third time in like less than a month, and I don't give a shit.
2: I was I suppose, that's me. why I didn't want to invite you. I figured you just played it. <laughs> You'd yep, be good. Nope, I am fucking good. <laughs> invite uh, me. So I mean,
1: uh, like I've been I've been playing these games solo like first, and then I play them again with Chris because. Um, I can play. I could pay more attention to the story because Chris, you know, you know Chris. Like he likes to Chris going Chris. Yeah, Chris is going to Chris. He's gonna like kind of black hulk his way through like all of like the cutscenes and the. I mean, he does watch them. So to his credit, he does watch them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like you know, he wants to shoot shit in the face, and that's cool. That's cool. But I want to like actually consume the story. So, um, and I'm you know when I'm playing co-op, this kind of goes with what I was saying last week. Like when I'm playing co-op with friends, like it's hard for me to pay attention to like cut scenes and story because we're, we're usually talking over each other. We're yeah. like socializing. So like, I'm not getting like that full experience. And I was legitimately interested in, in the narrative. Like I wanted to relive my nostalgia for that. So, um, that's really the purpose of my solo run. <laughs> uh, the co-op run is really to have fun cause that's the legendary shit. So dude, right. I am a hundred percent down to run, to run Halo one and two with you. A hundred percent.
2: Okay. Um,
1: speaking of the MCC, actually, are you, do you have anything else you, you want to add? someone I wanted to at- tack on some MCC stuff real quick. No
2: man, tack away, bro.
1: Okay. So I went and finished my solo runs of, uh, Halo 3 ODST and Halo 4. I actually did those like within a weekend. It, they're not long at all. Um, and playing on normal mode, like... I really fucking sucked at halo. Like when I picked this game back up again, and I found that out very quickly when I went to the multiplayer lo- lobbies and just got completely dusted. Like it just wasn't even, it just wasn't even funny. I was like, D- was I ever good at this game? Um, <laughs> I, and turns out the answer was no. <laughs> no, I was not ever good at this
2: game. That's um, scary said.
1: Yeah, yeah. turns out I'm terrible at halo, but um, I have gotten a little bit better in, at time. Like as I've gone through these campaigns, I wanted to just briefly mention ODST and 4 because with odst that is a hell of a halo game like that is a game that didn't really exist uh like prior to its release it is a very noir feeling game so if you're familiar with like film noir that's like the black and white 40s style you know humphrey bogart's wearing a fedora uh he's like say nah you, you got your femme fatales you have your um you know at. all
2: those offices she walked into mine
1: <laughs> there it is <laughs> there it is i love it that's exactly what it is so oh, it man. it's got like the the very somber tone so the the whole deal with halo 3 to odst is that it takes place during the events of halo 2 where the covenant glass a planet glassing is the act of basically just think of it as like obliterating a planet basically. And so they glass a city on on earth uh in in Africa and uh you play a an ODST soldier which stands for orbital drop drop shock soldier something like that. Trooper. Um, we're trooper. There we go. Thank you. Um and they basically are they're, they're in drop pods from the sky. They land and they just fuck shit up basically. They have silenced SMGs. It's great. They're basically like Black Ops kind of. Uh, and and you land as that city is getting glassed and with your squad but you're separated from your squad um and like six hours later so you have to basically piece together the mystery of what happened to your squad you have to and and find out like where they are what they're doing what you're going to do on this city that's basically been abandoned at this point and it's almost like mini open world halo. So if you're interested in like what halo infinite might be, I think it's going to be a little bit of what ODST is because you have a hub world that is basically called Mombasa streets. The city itself is called new Mombasa and you hang out there finding artifacts from your squad. So you might find like someone's sniper rifle or their helmet or like a, a bio biofoam canister of theirs or something that tells you like, where they were and there are cameras around as well that kind of give you the story as you're traversing the landscape and you're doing this kind of like unpressured by, um, by any, like the narrative like I mean the narrative is obviously there's some urgency to it and it's just the way that the music comes in if you listen to the soundtrack uh, like on YouTube or something it's very like soft piano there's no there's barely any like rock anthems from like Halo 2 and 3 it's very much like it's not bombastic at all the game is very quiet and soft and that was unique at the time like that this released and I had never seen anything like it I loved it just as much now, uh, now that it's in 4k native 4k and 60 frames per second, it looks beautiful. Um, And I really, really loved playing this game. I I thought it was fantastic, maybe one of my favorite campaigns uh, so far that I played maybe next to like one in three. Uh, So, great, great stuff. And I I just thought it deserved a shout out because of how unique and special I thought it was. Um, The other game I played was Halo four. And uh, in this MCC, and I was not a huge fan, like, of the campaign when I played this initially. Like, it, mm-hmm. it came out and it felt like baby's first Halo, like, in a lot of ways. Like, because three, it was three four three's first Halo game. I, Master Chief Collection hadn't even come out yet,
0: mm-hmm. and it
1: was like their first real test of like, can we do Halo? And it's made up of, of a lot of ex Bungie employees, people who didn't like go with Bungie to make Destiny. Basically, um, right. they decided to stay and just churn out Halo games, and. I'm not a giant fan of that philosophy. Like, I don't love the, fa- the idea of like one studio making like one kind of game. Um, but, and I, and I was initially skeptical of it. And after having played Halo 4, it seemed like my fears were sort of realized in a lot of ways. And I was like, mm. So going through the MCC, I was not looking forward to playing this game, just to be honest with you. I really wasn't, but I was like, I wanna get to it because in order to play Halo 5, I wanna know what's going on with Halo 4, so. And it would be a nice to have a reevaluation. Mm-hmm. Well, after having played it um this game, I have to say, I actually kind of enjoyed it this time around. Hmm. And I was really kind of struggling to figure out, like, why that was. I was like, why did I kind of like this? Uh, what the fuck happened? Oh, wow. So uh, I think part of it was that. I appreciated some of the narrative notes in this game james you mentioned earlier that you were kind of getting into some of the lore here Mm -hmm. um i do think that it works both ways in halo 4 halo 4 makes i think somewhat of a mistake where it relies on somewhat on the eu which is the extended universe of this of of halo to sort of inform you on certain happenings like who the didact is the librarian they're going to introduce like characters to you who sort of just appear
0: mm-hmm. and
1: Chief doesn't even make a big deal about it he's just like yeah okay fuck it whatever like i met you in the books i guess like fuck it
2: okay um, so that that does make more sense now yeah I, I remember that feeling it was like who mm-hmm. all right i guess we're gonna yeah. kill them now
1: yeah exactly so it's 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 a really bizarre choice that i don't think they fully pull off here um successfully but I will say that there are a lot of Cortana moments that hit me just as hard. Now I'm not saying it's like you're not you're not gonna have like a you know a Last of Us kind of experience with with this game, mm-hmm. but like you know it will be. Um, I, I think it was I appreciated the fact that they wanted to dive deeper into that relationship between Chief and Cortana because it's fucking weird. Like it's fucking weird on its on its face. Like,
3: see, that's what I thought. I was like, why? Is this dude in love with an AI, like. It's wasn't that like... a
1: movie though. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was called Her. Yeah. 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 Which I mean, I got like at the time, I thought it was fucking weird, and I mean, I do kind of still think that now. But like, I now with that I replayed it, it was a li- it's a little bit more subtle, and it's not so much like, oh my god, I love you, but it is. They play it to where you've been living uh, in my head for so many years. Exactly. Yeah. that exactly. You've been living in my head for so many years. You've been like the one, like. I don't have more like me basically. Like you mm-hmm. are the only one who knows me. Like that sort of thing I understand and I get and I, and it, and it's one of it's one situation where Chief's stoicism kind of works in his favor. Mm. So like normally with these kind of protagonists I'm like, "Ah, okay, whatever. You don't talk much. All right, I get it." But like Chief is kind of funny like sometimes. Like he has moments. Like he's got a few you know i need a weapon the whole thing with the grenade like Cortana's like i need a big fucking explosion and chief's just over here with a grenade like yeah motherfucker i got your explosion <laughs> like like there are moments where he's he's funny um and they don't really play on the humor here but but i bring that up because uh chief has humanity to him that i think isn't brought out enough um but they do it in halo 4 to where I'm like, okay, they are trying something different. And so I appreciated that. While I don't think the game is fully successful uh, on a narrative front, just because it relies so much on other knowledge outside of the game itself, um, I do think that by proxy of them trying something different, some of the Cortana stuff towards the end of that game does work. And I found myself going, damn, I need to play Halo 5 to figure out like what happens from here. Like, I'm curious, where does Chief go as a character? Um, and I didn't really say that the first time I played through Halo 4. Um, it just felt like Halo done by people who didn't know Halo, essentially. But uh, there's a lot of cool set, piece, set pieces here. You get to do, um, you know, you get your warthogs, you get your scorpions, and even aerial vehicles, big open environments. Like, the thing that I've been saying for the past couple of weeks now, that Halo does really, really, really well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's fantastic. Honestly, it's, it's what I can't wait to, like, revisit on co-op. I think it will be best played that way. But yeah, I, I have to, I, I have to kind of recant some of my my Halo Four thoughts from like <laughs> ten years ago almost. At this point.
2: Oh, don't say that. <laughs> oh. Yeah, pretty pretty impressed. I'm pretty glad imp- you uh, you liked it though. Um, yeah. Because I really don't remember Halo Four at all. Right. Like. Yeah. I've got nothing. Yeah. <laughs> And I think honestly,
1: I'm probably giving it like a mildly charitable reading because especially because I played these like back to back to back to back at this point. So Mm -hmm. like the stories and and all are pretty fresh. I do think that the original trilogy works best like together that way. Um, Halo 4, you could probably play like super fresh, like with virtually no knowledge because it just doesn't have much to do with uh, what's going on in those first three games. Like you're killing Covenant all over again in the first game and like there's there's, like, a throwaway line about, like, oh, yeah, hey, these Covenant, uh, yeah, we're doing that again, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. When there's, like, a, a significant narrative reason why that may, might not, like, be normal <laughs> um, by the right. end of that trilogy. But, yeah, I, I do think that having finished the whole thing, I, I am really, really looking forward to playing with you guys on co-op, Legendary, uh, especially on Halo 3. That will be a fucking blast. I cannot uh, wait. Yep. Um, but, okay. yeah, it, this, this, uh, yeah, fuck the flood. I'm really glad that they do not show up in, um, in Halo 4. The Prometheans sort of are
2: interesting gameplay like, mechanically, but... I need to remember what they look like.
1: They're, like, really big, um, they're called knights. They have swords, some of them have swords, I think, uh, or shotguns. They can get in your face, they can actually teleport.
2: Yes, I remember these guys now.
1: There we yeah. go they they did do a a decent job of at least like having them they're not just like elites reskinned like they have different mechanics like they will teleport all over the battlefield Uh, they can be revived by um by support units on the on the battlefield Mm -hmm. so you have to kind of pay attention to like what's going on and the, the game occasionally does some interesting things where they mix covenant with prometheans uh so that's interesting but yeah, that's it. That's that's my whole spiel on MCC. Um, I'm looking forward to what you guys have to say, like as you get through like more of this stuff. But it was a fun ride. Like it was fun playing through all of those campaigns.
2: Well, that's what's up. Um, I'm at to catch up with you so we can definitely do the uh, the three player and the four player for real. But I might yeah. bring going for Halo 2. Do want to jump? I want to jump back in for one and just kind of finish that story out. Yeah. But two's Two feels like a co-op game.
1: 2 is going to blow your mind. If you're impressed with the graphics on 1, mm-hmm. you you will, I don't know, you're going to have to just like hold your hands over your head to just keep it in place when you play 2. <laughs> like that's, I mean that's how good it is. I don't want to like overhype it, but it's, I, I didn't expect it to be that good. Honestly. Okay. I was like, what the fuck? How did, how did no one tell me that Halo 2 anniversary looked this goddamn good? I was actually quite upset about that.
2: Then nobody knew. No, told
1: one, you? no one told me. No one told me. Roddy, you're probably the person expected to already know. Yeah, it's true. That's true. That's relatively true. Mm-hmm. So, But that's it. Anything
2: else you've been playing, James? Is that it? That's it for now. I'm good. Oh, actually, you know what? A little bit of Samurai Jack on the iPhone. I just wanted to shout that out again. It's okay. a really good game. Okay. Um, just It feels like a classic console game, it feels like a full like $60 release, just on the go on Apple Arcade. So check that out. Okay.
1: Ooh, that is a good segue, James,
2: because I want to talk about
1: what I've been playing, actually. Oh, yeah. What have you been playing, Roddy? All right. So, uh, speaking of Apple Arcade, uh, this isn't necessarily an Apple Arcade product, but uh, it is a mobile game that I've played. I don't know if I've ever brought a mobile game to uh, to, should I play that. It's been 103 episodes, and I don't think I've done that. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I have been playing a little bit of League of Legends Wild Rift. Which is shocking for many reasons, one of which it's a MOBA. I, I'm not really like a MOBA guy. Like, MOBAs are fine. I played a little bit of them back in the day. Played some mm-hmm. DOTA, uh, played some DOTA 2, uh, some OG DOTA from the Warcraft 3 mod. That's right, motherfuckers, I'm dating myself. It's
2: uh, well, old, guys.
1: Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, you know I'm having like a mini existential crisis like every other day. Um. Anyway, Uh. so i'm playing a a little bit of wild rift it's cool so it is a mobile game that i'm playing on my ipad so i bought an ipad whatever the new one was i don't know if like it's fourth gen fifth gen whatever Mm -hmm. um the new whatever the new ipad air that came out last year was i got that and so um this this has released on ios um i've checked it out it is league of legends but mobile i know that's shocking that's shocking but it's quite impressive honestly like I don't want to play it on my phone i have an iphone 8 so it's not like ideal for anything really other than phone calls Mm -hmm. um because the screen is so small but on my ipad it's sizable and graphically the game looks really really nice i have to say like it's it's impressive um how good this game looks um and i've also been impressed that the control scheme is decent i'm not one for these like touch controls like in terms of like they have the virtual d right. the buttons exactly yeah those things I, suck i'm not a fan of that uh, traditionally i have to say though that this it work it kind of works here um i don't know really how or why i can't really explain that to you it's just it, i do find it to be very responsive hmm. um it looks i would say almost as good as the main pc game does with like a i would say a moderate like moderately powerful pc which is impressive um, but they've brought the entire game over It's not like some sort of pared-down experience. You have three lanes uh, You pick a champion. It's five versus uh, five V five mm-hmm. and you are literally running down these lanes and like killing Dudes minions turrets other champions, whatever um, it is literally a MOBA, but mobile uh,
2: so when you were mentioning the uh, control scheme is it using like that virtual joystick or are you just kind of tapping where you want the character to go, like how you'd click?
1: Great question. So you are using the D-pad or the stick that the virtual analog stick to move your character around. And on the right side, there where the buttons normally would be for a controller, they're, all of your abilities lie. So there you're tapping. Okay. Um, and you can do one tap for your main attack, which means that it's like your standard in any MOBA, you could just like kind of click once and your character will just kind of heap, like staying in the attack animation. You don't have yeah. to continually click 50,000 times, um, but you could click once, they'll do it. So one tap will have them just continually normal attack, and then you could tap once on your abilities. It's almost like a spherical menu that, you, that the abilities are placed into. And even when, as you level up, as you do in these games and, and you're able to upgrade your abilities, there are arrows that appear there where you can tap them and uh, upgrade your ability level. So you can upgrade them very, very easily. When you go back to the, the home base, which is like essentially your store as well, you can mm. just tap on your screen and it offers you the the opportunity to buy like one of two items. Now I haven't looked into like, are you able to open up a store? From what I've seen, I can't open up like a giant store, but depending on what level I am and the amount of gold I have, it will offer me one of two items that i can then pick like do i want tw- plus 20 movement speed or what do i want like plus 15 crit chance or something like that so you just uh you would apply those those items to your person mm-hmm. and then they would uh they would just stack onto your character that way um i haven't found a way to like sell that stuff like you can in the normal game maybe it exists i just haven't played this enough i've only played like a few matches at this point mostly with ai um but I did get paired with one person so far, and, and that was or, or a team of people, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that was was really, really cool. So color me impressed
2: right now with what this offers. That's good Not to good. know. I'm, I mean, I guess mobiles make a good fit for that kind of environment.
1: Yeah, it seems like it, most of the matches so far for me have been about like 15 ish minutes, which is far, far less. Than what a typical MOBA game is, which is like 45. I'd actually play that. Oh yeah, that's like part of the appeal is that the games aren't like forty-five minutes to an hour long, like at minimum. Right. Um, they they usually run about sixty, and so I or I'm sorry, uh, fifteen. So I'm I'm not sure at this time. Like I'm gonna have to play like a little bit more to figure out if if this is why. But it, it does feel like your hits maybe do a little bit more damage. You're able to level up a little bit faster. Like the whole process is it has been expedited. It feels like. Um, It doesn't really feel like you have less health, although that may be the case. I don't play these games enough to like really know that, mm-hmm. um, but but it does feel like everything moves very fast. You have your minions with you and everything. Um, I haven't experienced any slowdown whatsoever. Um, again, I'm playing on a relatively new machine, so my experience might not be the same for everybody else playing on something older, but um, I haven't experienced any tech issues whatsoever, which is pretty impressive uh, considering there's a lot of abilities and, and stuff happening on screen at any given time. Right. So, yeah, this this has been pretty neat, though. Um, I would recommend if you're interested in whatsoever, I I honestly checked this out because I had a friend tell me about this and say, like, hey, you should, like, team up with me on this. And I was like, mm, I don't know, man, I'm not really like a huge mobile dude. I mean, it sounds cool, but like, I don't know. But then my curiosity did get the best of me. And I was like, what if, what if, like, like, I just wanted to know what a mobile would be like on, like, something that isn't a computer. And turns out, I think this works pretty damn well.
2: that's good i mean if any game were to pull it off it's it makes sense that it's league
1: right
0: yeah i mean for
2: them
1: league to me feels like the easiest of these mobas to get into and they've made somehow a game that is even easier to understand um and play than original league so if that is i know a lot of people might be listening to this who say uh mobas kind of confuse me like Give Wild Rift a try if you're remotely interested in the genre, because there's a lot of great tutorials. Um, the rank system seems pretty good, so if you want to test your skills, there's a ladder especially like specifically for this, uh, this game. Um, mm-hmm. It doesn't really factor much into—I think you can use your Riot account for Wild Rift. So you can bring, I guess, I think certain things over. Maybe your champions, but I haven't looked into that yet. I created a brand new account, so I don't really know. Uh, and I've only unlocked two champions on it so far. Uh, but I'll probably check this out every now and then, like just out of like academic curiosity, to be honest with you. Like, I'm just, I'm kind of just fascinated that it even works to begin with. So yeah, that is wild rift. Um, I got my hands on another game uh, brand new which is called uh, knockout city now this isn't even out yet this was a beta that occurred over the weekend um this is the ea original game that uh, and i know i'm gonna have a lot of people tuning out as soon as i say ea but uh <laughs> this is their dodgeball game uh, that they showed off i think last e3 and maybe one other time but recently they showed it off i
2: think, I think it was at may-
1: um was it id I think it might have been PlayStation, like one of the showcases or State of Plays or something. I don't Mm. know, oh no, you know what? It was Nintendo. It was a, it was a- um, It was a Switch game. Yeah, it was a Switch thing, yeah. I played it, um, I didn't play it on Switch, I played it on uh, PlayStation 5. So um, that's where i met with that. And turns out this game is pretty, damn good like really yeah this game is pretty good i was shocked like i think i played this literally because i saw it on uh, like pop up on the the news feed on the sony thing and it was like oh hey you should check this thing out and i was like all right sure whatever um it's like 100 megabytes why not (laughs) um so i did and turns out it's it's entertaining so the idea is that it's it's just it's freeform uh, dodgeball, and by freeform I mean it's like it's it's not like you in a gym, and it's like one line down the middle, and you're like you know like you would think about in traditional gym class. Like it's mm-hmm. not that it's like literal environments that you're able to run around in and throw balls at each other um, and tag each other out. So what makes this unique is that the mobility is pretty good. Like they got a great feel for how this game controls, um, and that is that you are able to. Uh, have a few dodge options so you have a tackle feature which allows you to run into other players by pressing square Uh, and again i I played on playstation so i'm going to probably use playstation terminology for this but you can use square to tackle people um, to make them release the ball that they have in their hand Um, you can actually you there's a dedicated dodge button i believe on circle um, which lets you roll out of the way Uh, but the coolest thing to me is that you can in dodgeball the rules go that if you get tagged by a ball you're out right but Mm -hmm if you catch the ball, then the other person is out. So they've taken that concept and made it interesting by allowing you to catch the ball and immediately like throw it back at the user. So you could hold on to the ball if you really want to, but there's a window of time, when it's maybe like a second and a half, maybe not even that long, where you catch the ball, you press the, the I think, uh, squ- cross or X or whatever, to like mm-hmm. catch it. Oh no, maybe triangle, I don't know, one of these face buttons you use to, to catch. And then in that second time window, you, you you can throw it back, but more powerful. So if they catch it, their window becomes shorter. And if they successfully get it off, you have to catch it again, but in a much, much, much tighter window. And it can go like that until one of you gets tagged out. Um, very very cool concept and it feels fantastic like that is probably my favorite aspect of the game uh, so it, it always feels like you're in control at all times of what happens um they even have some neat ui features where if someone is aiming at you you can sort of you almost have like a spidey sense where you can feel it off screen or you can look at it so your screen will sort of have an indicator um a subtle indicator saying mm-hmm. oh hey someone's aiming from you from the right uh, so your screen will kind of like uh have an arrow Kind of coming off to the right, indicating that you should turn around and be uh, mindful uh, that that a ball is coming for you. So uh, it's really cool. There are a lot of like different uh, you know like objects on the field that you can pick up. So like. You never have to run out of like you know. It's not like you're running around looking for balls and you're like, oh my god, I can't hit anyone with anything. Um, right. There are plenty of those. Um, so that was also nice. And the the levels that they used for the beta, the, the there was a construction one that was pretty cool. So there's a lot of verticality there, was neat. There's also a mechanic where you can turn yourself into a ball. Like you can curl up and be a ball for your teammates. Yeah, I remember seeing that in the uh, the trailer. Yes. You can do that, and it functions as, like, um, you can... They get additional power for that as well. So if you can't find any balls for some reason, you can become the ball and be used as a weapon against the team, which is pretty neat. So mm-hmm. a lot of neat things here. It's a $20 game, or it will be released for $20. bucks. i am legitimately thinking about picking this up. Uh, it, it's, it's really cool. Wow. It's, if, it's, if I know. It fits, like, that sort of Rocket League mold for me, where mm-hmm. it's like I want to pick this up for, like, Twenty thirty minutes, see what happens um, and have a little bit of fun with it. so um, yeah, I think every I, I think there are some uh, negative aspects of it i don't love the character models in it I don't think it's a particularly like good look sense uh, but I mean it doesn't look like ugly, but it's just not impressive really I, I'm not a huge fan of the art design or art style um, and the sound the music the soundtrack is like kind of unmemorable. Um, you know so that's kind of disappointing but really when the gameplay is this solid this tight like i'm i'm willing to overlook some of these shortcomings uh and, and that i'm looking to be
2: fixed anyway
1: right right so I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing like what this full game in, entails and and now i've got a game on my radar that i didn't like you know a few days ago
2: so yeah well that's dope i'm glad that uh, one of the originals came out and like you know gave me something interesting
1: yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. They they've released, I think, a couple things at this point that have interested me. Like Unravel, I think was an EA uh thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like EA original I thought was pretty neat, but I can't really name a lot of other ones. Uh so uh
3: I'm pretty sure it takes two is a EA original.
1: Is it really? Yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah. Oh, that's
1: that's pretty good. I'm hearing really good things about that. So I'm definitely gonna check that out. Um yeah. Okay. But yeah, Knockout City, if you're interested at all, uh, if they I'm not sure if they'll have another beta, I think it comes out like in late May or something. Mm-hmm. So definitely keep your eye on that one, because it could be it could be pretty fun. All right. Well, that wraps it up for what you've been playing, guys. Let's go ahead and jump into this news. James, you want to lead us off with a couple of these news stories
0: here?
2: Yeah. Um. So honestly, guys, kind of a slow news week. Let's be real. But some really cool uh, developments have taken place over the week as well. Uh, Chris is going to love this one and his his want for Metroid Prime 4. While you're waiting for Metroid Prime 4, feel free to check out Prime 2D. Um, So what Prime 2D is, it's it's a fan-made project. A fan-made 2D remake of Metroid Prime for the GameCube. So basically... When Metro Prime was first released, it was designed to be the evolution of 2D Metroid, Mm
0: because that's
2: where Samus had always functioned. So they basically taken that idea of evolving the series and brought it back to its roots, while maintaining the same kind of locales and power ups. And the coolest thing about this game to me was that it started out as an April Fool's joke. I think it was back in like 2004 or something that that this was like a fake thing that they did and people really like took on to it. And so they've been working on it in silence ever since, and uh, now there's finally a playable version of the game out.
1: And Nintendo hasn't killed it yet, at the time of this recording. <laughs> yet,
2: all right, right. This looks really impressive, honestly. Yeah, like,
1: I, I would play this for
0: sure.
2: It reminds me of um, like the Game Boy Advance games, even a bit more well done, which is crazy because you know the original. Creators made those games right, right, and yeah. it even it even keeps in the same kind of spirit of like using the scan visors and and that game had a really cool way of of explaining lore and almost mm-hmm. like in a dark soul sort of way, mm-hmm. like now that I think about it mm-hmm. because yeah it, it just kind of lets you scan whatever was in the environment, and that's how you understood what was going on, exactly, yeah. It's a really neat
1: way of storytelling. I also notice here that the visual style has been kept, like Metroid Prime to me has always been like, uh, like a dark sort of dull, not dull, like uninteresting, but dull mm-hmm. as in like the colors are kind of muted in a lot of ways in that game. Um, and in a lot of this, it seems like it's maintained that, especially when you're like in these like sort of underground uh, space chambers, I guess.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: it's pretty cool. Yeah, I just thought that was something really dope. Um, check it out while you can, because like we said before, this stuff does not tend to stay up too long.
3: <laughs> I was gonna say I could already hear Nintendo writing up their uh, cease and desist.
2: Download it now. But um, yeah, you know. Um, and besides that, in the news, speaking of remakes and remasters and the like, this one was just for me. There were some new footage of the uh, changes Bioware is making to the Mass Effect trilogy for the remaster, and I must say, it's looking really, really nice. What's um, got you most interested right now for the, from this? Um, honestly, just kind of the updates to see how gameplay feels for Mass Effect One, more so than anything else. Okay. Um, I, I I imagine that they're going with that uh Mass Effect Two and Three kind of combat, which is really nice. And I've also heard that they are taking away, like, the, uh, the class limitations on certain weapons. They've rebalanced the Mako so that it's less floaty and a bit more responsive and even a bit faster, mm. which is cool. And um, it just seems to be a lot of those, those tiny details. Almost feels like an uh, MCC kind of situation. Right, right.
1: Which I think at this point is almost the gold standard in that it didn't start that way. It did not start that like this game that started out rough as fuck mm-hmm. so like the fact that it's morphed into like what I think is maybe one of the most essential collections of any franchise ever outside of maybe like smash ultimate or something uh, is like pretty impressive so it, it, that's a good comparison like what they're doing here um, I mean when you look at some of these changes like weapons cool down faster shepherd can sprint out of combat like stuff he didn't think wasn't even there. Exactly. Exactly. Quality of life changes, essentially. Mm-hmm. yeah.
3: The only thing I know about Mass Effect is that everyone hated the end of Mass Effect Three. Are they changing that? No. Or is that... Oh,
2: okay. You're getting the same game. I'm sorry, everyone. Pre- prepare <laughs> for the for the the multicolored choices again.
1: I I you know what? I'm gonna say it here. Like I feel like everyone didn't like <laughs> shit on Mass Effect Three for that ending. I'm not gonna say it's good, but I'm I'm gonna say that the first half maybe two-thirds of that game i thought was
2: perfectly fine mm-hmm. perfectly fine it was a different kind of story than i was expecting to be completely honest yeah so i wasn't like huge on it at first but i think for doing what it needed to do yes it's like in that point in the story i can rock a massive victory
1: i can ro- yeah exactly yeah i thought i had the best gameplay out of all three so
2: yeah and that was i mean that was just the tale of the uh the trilogy like, the RPG elements kind of tended to fade away, and it was focused more on, like, the, the moment-to-moment combat. Exactly, exactly. I, I'm really looking forward to, t- uh,
1: to retrying this, this first one. I remember mm-hmm. I love the first game. I, I thought, honestly, I haven't re- revisited it in d- years, but it was, like, my favorite story, I think, out of all three. It felt like the most complete to me.
2: Yeah, I would agree, because the, the gameplay itself was not amazing, like, now that I think about it. Right. But it was just something It was something about the way that, that the story was delivered and the locations in which the game was set. It just kind of did something for me. That was one of those um, those GameStop purchases where I kind of did it on a whim. I was like, you know what? I, I, we'll see. This could be cool. It's cheap. Why not? Give it a shot. But like, one of my, probably my favorite franchise from that console generation. I think of the Mass Effect. Yeah. So I'm yeah. looking. So saying, I'm looking I'll forward pl- to
3: this. So you, so you're saying that I'll be playing a better version of Mass Effect than playing the original? When we get to do our Let's Play together.
0: I
2: suppose so. Um, Legendary Edition will be missing a few things, like multiplayer. If you really want to play that. that, it's a. Sh- it was actually pretty good.
0: Yeah, it was good.
2: I got a. I got a lot of hours out of um two and three multiplayer.
0: Yeah.
2: And apparently yeah. there'll be less butts. So if you don't like butts, there's that. Buts? All right. Butts? Less butts. Less butts.
3: That's unfortunate.
2: I think they said less
1: gratuitous butt shots, so like they were probably focusing on that uh, a lot. I I don't actually remember that very much.
2: The the only one I can really think of is just like the Miranda one.
1: Oh, yeah. Okay, sure, sure. Yeah.
2: (laughs) The dialogue choices. (laughs) Yeah. Uh,
1: okay. Yeah, no, that uh that, that I do remember that being a little excessive. I was like, okay, guys. It. Is it like the Kiryu
3: uh, moment where he's like talking to the online uh model or whatever? Oh boy. Mm-hmm.
2: No, this is Mike, <laughs> so I guess I can spoil this much of the game for you. There's literally a scene where you're talking to um one of your crewmates and it just swaps scenes immediately, just staring at her ass. And then the uh, the prompts come up for your dialogue choices, and it just stays there until you choose something. Like, <laughs> that's... there's no
3: timer or anything.
2: No, no timer. You just hanging out, just like, <laughs> just unapologetic. <laughs> but her, but the whole point was though she's supposed to be like the genetically perfect person. Oh. So you know we're just we're just appreciating the work here. <laughs>
1: I'm sure
3: sure some dev over there spent, like, an extra 30 minutes. (laughs) Oh,
1: I'm sure. Yes, crafting the perfect ass polygons. Yes. Yes. I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, that's cool. I mean, Miranda herself, I don't even remember. I think, I don't even know if, like, she was even the top crewmate to me. Like, I think, I I didn't dislike her, but, Mm -hmm. like, she's not the one I remember. I remember, like, Garrus. I remember uh, Jack, you know. Yeah. Uh, I remember
2: Rex. Those are the people I remember. Good old Erdnit. Yeah, yeah, Rex was dope. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Yes, I'm looking forward to that again. I'm looking forward to growing through that. That, that might be what spurs me to get the Mass Effect tattoo. I'm going to do it. Oh,
0: okay. All I right.
2: don't know what yet, but I'm going to do one. Do it. Yes. In 7, baby. Probably. In 7 sounds good. Yeah. But, um, I mean, besides that, you guys know what's going on this summer? What's going on this summer?
1: E3? Oh, my oh, yeah. God. It's alive.
3: Oh, my God. Right.
2: So after, you know, last year being last year. and uh, I bet they com-
3: saw what happened to last year and be like, hmm, I think we could do that.
0: Hmm. Mm.
2: Yeah, I don't know who.
1: I, I think the Summer Games Festival thing was, like, an interesting experiment, but I'm not sure how successful it ended up being.
2: Do you remember anything yeah. about it besides the fact that it happened?
1: The only thing I remember was like the first thing that they scheduled, which is like the Tony Hawk thing. That was like the only thing, and then I remember, I do remember Microsoft coming out and going like, "Hey guys, we're gonna do monthly shows," and then like a month later, going nope. like, "We're not doing that shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Doing that. Fuck that." I was um, like,
3: oh no, COVID. Uh. Yeah,
1: fuck that. Um, and then everyone else proceeded to say, "Yep, nope, we're not doing any of this." And then all everyone seemed to have like. It was like, okay, one week we're going to do this, and then two weeks later we're going to have this show. And it just felt like too much spread out. I'd like agree. Nothing, nothing was consolidated. E3 I do appreciate because we're getting a blast of news at one time.
2: And Everybody like, bring all the heavy guns. We can just yep. get it right now. Exactly. I feel like
3: the Summerfest was like more for like the Indies to have their name placed in something so they didn't get forgotten. Because... And I'm- the e3 got dropped
2: that's true and i'm glad we have more of those spaces now too so we get things like id at xbox
1: yeah and we get like, like the that. the partner showcases that like from nintendo that like literally only highlight indie titles um, mm-hmm. i mean i mean you're right james like the id at xbox um i don't know if those have happened more than like the nintendo's i feel like we were getting nintendo partner showcases like every other month like
2: yeah nintendo you know was did. all over the place
1: yeah, which is great. Like, I mean, I love that they're they're really like loving. I mean, I, and I feel like all three really do put a spotlight on indies, which I I love. I don't want them to be forgotten in any of this. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I hope that does continue. Uh, but yeah. So who who's gonna be here, James? Like, what's going on with this?
2: So of course we're gonna have our friends over at Xbox. Um, we're gonna have Nintendo. Capcom is gonna be there. I'm really excited to see what they're gonna be doing because they've they've been stepping their game up recently. Mm-hmm. Um. Konami's gonna be there. Ubisoft is gonna be there. So maybe a new Assassin's Creed. Maybe the next Watch Dogs. Who knows? Uh, hmm. Take-Two Interactive is gonna be there. Warner Brothers and Coach Media.
0: Hmm.
2: So, you know, it's not a, not a bad lineup, but there are also a few names that are missing from that list, including uh, our friend Sony, who just refused to do e- E3 anymore. <laughs> um, EA is not there. Uh Activision Blizzard's not gonna be there, no Sega, mm-hmm. which is kind of strange. Because I thought Sega was like pushing some stuff
0: <clears throat> yeah.
2: recently too.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh no Bandai Namco, and so no anime games and no square Enix.
1: No Square Enix. That is interesting because they have some stuff on the horizon. Forsaken, uh, which is that PS5 exclusive game. They have the Final Fantasy fort or 16? 16? 16. 16. Uh coming and, presumably 2022 is question mark. And mm-hmm. I
2: guess there would be the new um 14 stuff too. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, for and that's coming out in fall. So
1: I am some, somewhat surprised at that. Um, if I'm not mistaken, correct me if I'm wrong on this, but Square Enix is a regular attendee of E3, right? Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: And, yeah. Now to um, be to be fair to them though, it is April and they have until June. So there's no time true. for more people to join in. Very true. Right. But um I don't know. It just seems like, what is there to think about? Yeah, they've always
1: been there, right? They've always been there. So at (laughs) this point, what I take from from all of this is, I mean, I think you make what you just mentioned, I think is the biggest point that we could possibly make here, which is that some of this stuff will change. Now, I do think that there are a few people that you named who are just not straight up not showing up, which I think one of those is Sony. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't think that they are coming to this period. Uh, they don't need it. I mean, I'll, I'll make an argument that really none of these guys need, or most of these guys don't need it. Mm-hmm. But uh, Sony has not really leveraged E3 in this way, I would say since 2016, uh, or maybe even 2017. Um, the last year or two that they were there, they showed like four things. And that was it. They were like, we're doing the they almost pulled like, a Nintendo, where Nintendo, <laughs> that one year, I think in 2016, they, they brought Breath of the Wild, and that was the only thing they had. <laughs> that might have been, been 2017. They had like 20 Breath of the Wild booths. I mean, that game was fucking great, but like, that's all they had. That's all they needed. Um, and I think the other year was like, just Smash. Um, so, and I mean, mm-hmm. that very shows. Like, people constantly ask, we well, where's Smash? Like, even, we, even though we know, Smash is out, guys. Smash yeah, is out. Like. But when's Smash
2: Ultimate again? Right. <laughs> Good question.
3: Who's my character? I want my character to be in there. Oh, it's not there? Fuck this game. Or
1: basically. Right. Um, so yeah, I, I think that, you know, Sony, Whoa. EA Oh, what what's
2: up? Smash Bros. Krause Capcom. I want it.
0: Hmm.
2: I would take bring it. it. Bring me back Captain Commando. Bring me back Jin. Um bring me back the dog stalkers. I want all of it. I yeah. need it. Yeah. i i I would take that if nintendo was willing
1: i would take it i would take it um i think sony and ea are the biggest ones uh, probably activision blizzard too they have their own dedicated events specifically ea and activision blizzard and sony Mm. can always do a state of play like before or after this and be fine um so like those those i'm not really anticipating showing up to this um it's possible but at this point what i'm thinking when i see this this news item is that I mean, cool. Like, I like that this is the thing that's happening. Because, uh, like we just mentioned, I enjoy personally, like the huge consolidation of information, mm-hmm. on, over like a week long period, rather than like two or three months spread out. I, I don't love that. Um, but I will say that, you know, as a company, you're thinking, are, are we putting like money into showing up at this event? Like, are we giving the ESA, you know, marketing dollars? for what for something that we could do ourselves, Nintendo has obviously their own directs, Xbox or Microsoft just started their I don't know what they call them, like what they call inside Xbox or something Mm -hmm. like they start they started doing those like, you know, the a lot everybody who is showing up right now, they don't really need them like that. And so I, I do think the bit players like a Konami, for instance, is not fucking gonna have their own thing. Like, what are they gonna show like a pachinko machine or something? <laughs> like, like I, I don't know what they have really to bring at this point. Metal but...
3: Gear Survive Two.
1: <laughs> I, I don't.
2: Even <laughs> do I want Rising Revengeance too.
1: I would love it. I just have no faith that they would that they care at all. Rising Revengeance too as a pachinko machine, though. I think that's all. Uh, we're all in, that's baby. A what? We're all in, baby.
2: How do you even play pachinko?
1: <laughs> it, so okay, pachinko was like, and I really know this mostly from Yakuza, but like you, it has like this. It's like a slot machine kind of, but you're not pulling a lever. I don't think it's like literal, literally just luck. It's 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 complete. It's like um, audio visual chaos basically. If you ever look up a video of, like an, a pachinko parlor. Where, like, Japanese people go and, like, they sit down, they sit down for hours, also, by the way, like, all day, um, Mm -hmm. and play these essentially, like, slot machines. Um, It's fucked. It's fucked. It's it's like gambling. (laughs) It's like another form of gambling, kind (laughs)
2: of. I just love that description.
1: It is. It is. You're right, Elena. Um, So, and that's what Konami does. Like, they're they're not interested in making games anymore. I don't think they're making anything except for PES, which is uh, Pro Evolution Soccer. Like, that's the only thing that they do now.
2: That's Uh, crazy.
1: Yeah. Now, granted, PES, good game, but, you know, they also own Metal Gear, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. They
2: might as well not even own that anymore. Yeah. They
1: don't no, they're the going to sell gear.
3: for a really high price.
2: Hmm. Yeah. So, um... It's a Spider-Man know... pachinko machine. I'm playing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. Oh, Seven Samurai, I love that. Okay, okay, I'm curious. There's a
1: pachinko machine for damn near everything really. Um, So I mean, I know, we're probably going to talk about this, like, as we get closer to June, but I'm curious as to like, what you all's thoughts are currently as far as like, what E3 looks like, especially this is an all digital event. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we're we're gonna see, you know, a lot of the showcases that we're used to seeing, but just virtually no audience, things like that. Uh, And especially with the number of people who have been confirmed. I'm just curious as to, you know, poke you all's ba- brains right now like what are your th- initial thoughts seeing this this news as far as like uh, what's coming next how
3: are they gonna how are they gonna make money like what are they gonna charge to make it to give like because you know how they are they're like open to the public and whatever and yeah. so I was wondering what kind of special ways they're gonna try to sell tickets like online virtual tickets
1: even mm-hmm. they do that
0: they, they do that for Blizzard.
1: There was a um a big that's rumor Blizzard that's though. that's been uh, since debunked, but uh, there was a rumor going around that they were actually going to charge for access to E3 stuff. So like I would assume press conferences, uh, things like that. They were going to charge like thirty five bucks a head, something like that. Um, but that's been that's that's not that's been confirmed to not be the case. They've come out and said that it was a big enough rumor to where it was starting to get traction, and so they've come out since saying that that is not the case. It will be completely free for all attendees. Um, But along along your lines, though, Alana, like I am curious, like what E3 will mean when it's completely digital, because if you're going as a public attendee, like that experience is is miserable for you. Like you're not getting the same experience that you that like you would be if you were a journalist, because they still have behind closed doors events. Where they're able to like go see stuff, play things. Mm-hmm. But you're if you were to go live to E3, it's not the same thing. You're standing in line for like five, six hours for one game, and and you end up playing like two or three things. So I am curious, like, what does an attendee get out of this, really?
2: You know what would be cool, and this would probably be like limited time demos. Like during Nintendo's day, they put like we have a like an exclusive early access demo you can download it now on the switch it'll be live until a blank and then after a while you can't play it anymore you know what they microsoft used to do that like they did that with a few of their games i
1: cannot like fucking remember what it was but they did that with a few of their titles and i want to say there may have been one playstation game that did it too i don't mm-hmm. think it was like a sony game but it was like it was on the playstation uh it was like th- a third party game where they released it uh, like just for that E3 period. But Microsoft did do that like five, six years ago where they would release demos on their Xbox Live store, but then would take them away
2: after like a certain period of time. I wish pe- more people would do that. I don't see why not. If you already have the gameplay build, yeah. you just got to post it real quick, right? I don't know. Like, I mean, I would
1: imagine that might be the case, uh, but I, I don't know.
2: Maybe it's due to, like, controlling the amount of bugs and stuff you deal with, though, too.
1: Right.
3: So would they, like, try to do, like, a lottery key? Like, you could be a lucky viewer to earn a key, kind of like they did with Valorant?
2: That'd be cool. Maybe. I could see that. Yeah, I guess, like, you, you participate in the chat, you win whatever, and then yeah, they like, you DM have you to a link code. link your,
3: your account to ESA or whatever to give mm-hmm. you... Their information, so they can leak it again or whatever.
2: I mean, they kind of do that now. Like, um, wasn't Ubisoft like gave out Watch Dogs two codes during one of their digital events? Yeah. Did they? Mm Hmm. I feel like Uh, it was last year, but I think around the time Legion like came out, they did like a you get free Watch Dogs two if you watched. Oh yeah. Pretty sure that's true. Yeah. Yeah. This is um.
1: We're in interesting territory. You know but i am I, i'm interested i'm excited I'm always excited around e three time I love getting new new gaming news uh can never get enough of that so um i'm i'm interested i'm very interested to what is being shown off, especially in like this covid world uh you know we've been spent over a year now in mm-hmm. it uh what what are we going to see like what are the type of games? That uh, are in store because, as we all know, it's been it's been lacking. You know, uh, understandably so. Um, there hasn't yeah. been a lot of new releases going on. Uh, I've been mostly playing old stuff. So as we as we've talked about on this show, uh, you know, we spent like thirty minutes talking about a twenty year old franchise. So, <laughs> like, I think it's a good place to be
2: in, though. You're right. I th- I agree with you. Yeah, but this is this is backlog time. Yeah, get those games. And it you should guys give
3: the people time to actually try to get the new stuff so or the new console so they can play
0: the new games whenever they do eventually come out
1: Mm. that's true i do think by fall we'll start to see some stuff i mean we do have ratchet and clank coming out uh, in june i believe
2: i keep forgetting Uh, that's happening
1: and returnal i forgot about returnal that's coming out at the end of april so there's like new stuff coming out um Mm -hmm. like it's we're being drip fed some of it which which is fine i I agree with
2: your assessment though james yeah, we're just not in the full, sp- uh, full swing of things yet. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So what do you, I'm just curious, what game are you guys looking forward to seeing? Like, what announcement would you want to have happen this year? Here? What about uh, you, Atlanta? Do you have something?
3: I heard that Naughty Dog is going to have a new IP, so I'm curious what to see what that is. Hmm. And then, I don't know. I wonder if they're going to show off the new Assassin's Creed or they're going to skip this year.
0: Well, apparently that have to...
3: Oh, they did?
1: Apparently. I, I haven't looked into it, like, very deeply, uh, but that's what I saw as a headline, like, recently. I've heard <laughs> speculation based off of, like, some in-game stuff, but... That always happens around April. <laughs> like, their games always leak around this time. Hmm.
3: Uh, yeah, but it's so weird because they still haven't gotten to any of their, like... Um, season past stuff yet for Valhalla. Are they behind? So I, I don't know. So that's why I was thinking like, are they going to skip this year and then huh. in 2022 come out with a new Assassin's Creed?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Interesting. Maybe. I, you think they're going to skip another year? Didn't they skip a year for Valhalla? Yeah, yeah I mean...
3: because I think they wanted to slow down instead of cranking out Assassin's Creed like Call of Duty. Like, yeah, that's hey. why—that's what they did with Origins. Origins was the first one that they put the brakes on and, like, hey, let's make an actually good game. And so they put the brakes on it.
2: I know what Odyssey sit for a couple of years, too.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah, the way that they developed those <laughs> is, is very interesting. Because with Call of Duty, they have, like, three studios there that work on each of those games. So, like, each studio gets, like, three years to work on it. But it doesn't feel like that because— they release something every year it's, it's really like smart Ooh. yeah, I mean it's very smart, um, but the way that Ubisoft does it is like more of a consolidated effort where like all their studios contribute to like one game uh, I
3: think they have two studios, like two main studios that do. develop this the like Montreal and then mm-hmm. Ubisoft, France or something like that or mm-hmm. whoever mm-hmm. that comes up with the main story, and then everyone else pitches in.
1: That's, that's true. Yeah. I'm curious, like what happens as far as I go, no, you said that you're interested in like an assassin's creed, you said, Elena,
3: I don't know if there will be one or not. That's my, that's my guess. I don't think there will be, I bet it'll probably be something else. I don't know.
1: Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, if I had to name one thing, I mean, I, I think I'm interested in at least one thing from most of these, uh, places but i'm gonna to try to consolidate that to like the big three like the actual console manufacturers mm-hmm. um i think from sony i just want to know what their holiday game is at this point like I, I want to know if like horizon 2 is is going to be uh is going to make like this year i'm not worried about god of war that's shit's not coming this year so i'm not even like that's thinking about that right now yeah that is not a 2021 game they're tripping the you don't think so um, no, no, I do not think so. I do not think so. There's there's literally nothing about the development of God of War 2 that lends me to think that that game is making it this year. There's no fucking way. I would be surprised. If I'm wrong on this, I will eat my hat. Okay, how old is God of War?
0: 18. Three years
1: old. Three years yeah. Yep. Hmm. Which which is a standard dev time, but when you add COVID into it, and, and the fact that we just haven't heard anything, so it's April right now, right? right? and we just haven't heard it's been radio silent virtually for ever and the last time we got something was that teaser what like what? last year late last year yeah, yeah. not re- not too far ago yeah so like i mean it's been four or five months like i we haven't heard anything there's no there's been no hype cycle no previews no like hey here's what the story is like they have been shrouding this thing in relative secrecy yeah um which is great like I love that but it also doesn't tell me that this is a product that's finished but I'm mean, even closer.
2: wasn't that how got the original when the original remake <laughs> the original reboot was it just kind of came out of nowhere didn't it.
0: Um, or was there a hype
2: cycle for that. There was a little bit of a hype cycle for it
1: so we, we first got it in E3 2016 that was the original gameplay trailer. Okay. Hmm. Um, so that, that, that gameplay two.
3: trailer did not look like the final product anyways.
1: No, i mean it looked good it didn't look like bad but
0: yeah,
1: yeah like i mean it, it definitely changed and, and if you saw the god of war documentary on youtube like that hour and a half one uh they even go through steps to say hey we created that trailer and like basically didn't have the game around it yet
2: <laughs> man that sounds familiar what game was that <laughs> oh <Anthem. laughs> practically most e3
1: demos
0: cyberpunk, <laughs> Anthem. cyberpunk
3: yeah. yeah um the two big
1: oh
2: yeah. god
1: um, so mm. I just, I just don't think that's, that's a thing. Now, Horizon is the one exception to this, just because like we've heard consistently about like, and I've heard also about the hiring at Gorilla. Like it's been lining up for like the last couple years with a game that has been in active development, uh, and that's been working. If I don't hear anything by June about Horizon, then I might start to be like, okay, I don't know what's going on now, but, uh-huh. but I expect to hear something about that game. So I've that's will get like a
3: state of play in like July or
0: August.
1: Yeah, yeah. It, that's totally possible. To like just blow the doors off the game. Yeah. Um, yeah. So from Sony, that's what I'm looking forward to. I just want to know what their, their holiday game is, their fall game. Uh, Nintendo, I want to see that Breath of the Wild. That's what I want. I want that Breath of the Wild to mm-hmm. show me... Like, are we, are we in Hyrule? Are you using the Hyrule assets, like, to create a 2? I'm actually cool with that. I don't give a fuck. I really love that game so much that you can reuse whatever it is that you want. Just give me some new dungeons. Give me some, uh, you know, just give me new, basically. Um, I would fucking love a new Mario game, too. Like, give me Odyssey 2 if you got it. Um, you know, I, just something... Mario related because I'm I'm still off that Mario high from like earlier this year when I just like blasted through all these Mario games. Mm-hmm. So like I would love to see like a, a Galaxy 2 style spin-off of Odyssey. Uh would love that. So anything that they've got going on, they're, they're kind of in a similar boat to me as Sony. Like I'm I'm curious what their back half uh looks like. And with Microsoft, I think it's Halo Infinite. Like it, it's got to be. It like it's needs it's the thing. It's the thing that everyone will be like going like okay what's it look like this year um you know after i regulate
3: it and had some higher up changes
1: yeah after they've had some changes they've had personal changes they've had a year you're right like they've had a whole year to work on this now like I, what does it look like what has that year brought to you uh i'm very curious to see what it is and after playing through all the, all these halo games like yeah i'm i'm interested i'm interested to play infinite and i want it to be good um, I'm one of those who didn't think it looked awful. I think it it didn't look like visually appealing, like but I thought the gameplay struck me as more of a Halo 1 vibe, which isn't bad. Um, but like it could be better. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm looking at this now. I'm looking at Microsoft going, all right, you've got these studios, you've got like the fucking squad that you could possibly like the <laughs> you got everything that you could possibly ask for. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you going to do with it? So are we going to see a VAL? Uh, I don't know. But like, I would like to see something like that. What's, what's going on with Everwild? Like, what, what the fuck is going on with that? Like, we haven't seen that in a year. So it, there's just a lot of like unknowns around Microsoft. Um, I feel like there's a pattern between like what my expectations for some of these, these studio or these, these my, manufacturers are. Which is that like, show me more. Like, I want to uncover, lift the veil a bit. Like, I want to know what's going on. Um, So that's where I'm at with with these guys.
3: Yeah, because Microsoft spent all this damn money buying studios, trying to make the best console ever, trying Mm -hmm. to put games on it more than they did with the X-Bone. And so, like, what did they have to show with all the money that they spent?
2: I guess we'll find
1: out Mm -hmm. soon enough. One yeah, we'll you'll, you'll, we'll have to find out. I am curious if they will have um, Bethesda rolled into like their. You conference. know
2: they will.
3: Yeah, they yeah. will. There's no I mean, more Bethesda-only conferences. Is
0: all Microsoft.
1: Yes, we'll yeah. get a day back. Which, which I'm okay. I'm I'm okay with that. Like if they want to do it, just because like yeah, like what James said, I get like a few hours back of my life, which is nice. Um, do you think they'll there?
2: let them do their own thing?
3: I don't I think mean, they will. I I think
1: I, I, it's possible it, right now from the public. Now, this is us speaking like as public members. We have no knowledge of of this whatsoever. Mm-hmm. But like it hasn't seemed to me like they've been overly like strict or controlling as far as like and of course, they're not going to like say like, yeah, we've got them by the fucking neck right now. <laughs> but but, you know, it but it, it hasn't felt like they are they're going to be autonomous right like to some degree like it's going to be there will be a, affiliated with microsoft but they're going to still have their own like they're, it's their, their own entity pretty right much. i mean microsoft owns them but like they're not assimilated in terms of do what we say like you must conform to what we have the mandate at, for at microsoft like they're going to still be making death loop that's a pf5 exclusive game like that's uh, PS4, right? Is that a cross-gen game? It's pretty sure it's cross-gen. I think so. I know okay. it's on PS5, most definitely. Okay, can't goddamn wait for that game. So, uh, Death Loop, um, you know, they're still committed to. I think Ghostwire, like they're upholding their existing commitments. They're not not making those versions of those games. Mm-hmm. Um, they're also they kept their PR team like separately from uh, like with Bethesda. So that makes me think that like they have their own branch and their own arm of how to do things. Um, So I feel like they'll be relatively autonomous. Now, are they gonna have their own like conference? I I don't know, but it's not impossible to me anyway. Right. I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, we'll just have to wait and see. What's up, Elena? do you wanna say something?
3: I don't think that they will have their own just because I feel like if they're gonna, because I know that viewers, they like to play the game of, oh, who won E3 and all that dumb shit. Because sure. mm-hmm. I'm sure they want that social media of, oh yeah, Microsoft had the best thing because they had all these games and all these studios. True. So they'll probably, Bethesda probably won't have its own E3 anymore. It,
1: it makes me think, I mean, and you could again, you could totally be right about that. Um, I think about situations of that vein of like, I think about what happens when uh the mario and rabbits kingdom battle thing came up so i think that was first revealed in like a nintendo direct mm-hmm. and everybody was like what the fuck?" and then later that day ubisoft um no i'm sorry yeah i'm no. sorry it was ubisoft first who revealed yes. it and then nintendo had like another thing the next day going like hey this is mario and rabbits and we had already seen it mm-hmm. but it was like some more footage of it so i think something like that could work Potentially, yeah. but I don't think I don't think what you're saying is wrong, Elena. Like I don't think like it's definitely possible that they totally have a consolidated show now. Um, but I could see an area where they still want to be seen as Bethesda the studio, um, and not necessarily just like rolled under XGS uh, Xbox Game Studios. It
2: might just sound like a, like a
1: like a Bethesda sizzle reel. Yeah, I mean I, I, I still don't think like people think of Bethesda as like uh, uh, Microsoft studio. I think they, people, people think of them like as the Skyrim people. Like when I talk to my friends who like are who don't really fuck with games all that much, they go like, oh yeah, people who make Skyrim or the people who like, what else did it? Fallout or something mm-hmm. like they're, they're, they're uh, an entity or doom. Like those three games are fucking huge and they sold a lot. Like these are not, I mean, me saying that is an understatement. They, it, it was gargantuan, like what they did. Oh, yeah. Um, so if I was Phil Spencer, I would be like, yo, you should go in your corner. We're going to leave you the fuck alone, and you just do what you want to do. Keep doing um, that money thing, y'all do so. Well. <laughs> right. Yeah, we're just going to stay out of your way uh, and just collect silently. So uh, he said something similar to that before. Um, but like you guys have said, we'll, we'll just have to see.
3: I don't know. I would If I was Phil Spencer, I would be like, I will leave you guys alone, but we need to fix up some of your fucking engines because that shit is busted. Yeah, that's
2: the first thing I'm doing. Yeah, it's true. (laughs) Well,
1: now they have all the resources in the world to fix that shit. So,
3: (laughs) or just uh, buy a license from Unreal or any other one. No, they have the money for it.
1: No, ew. I I have a hard time (laughs) believing that, like. Bethesda, like, you know, with, associated so closely with id, who have just have so much pride in themselves for creating their own engine. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, that's true. I yes. just, it's hard for me to see that.
2: It's too um, much pride, man.
3: Well, <laughs> yeah. that's... I feel like that's two different studios altogether. I'm talking about, like, Bethesda Studios like, making their Skyrims or whatever. They need to buy or rent uh, <laughs> a, a different... Whatever, like, buy the... The purchasing license to use UA or use Unreal or whatever and let it have their own thing.
2: Nope, it's too late. They're already making Starfield with the same engine (laughs) from Skyrim. Oh my god, I'm gonna be so upset! 10 year old engine, baby.
3: Oh no, no. it's like 20 years, yeah, like 20 to 30.
2: Jesus, it can't.
3: they they are they're just put more band aids on it.
1: They they cannot release an Elder Scrolls six and do that. They just can't. Oh, they, they will can't. though. Oh my god. So, so
2: would you take another? Would you take an Elder Scrolls delay for a better engine?
1: Oh hell yeah, hell yeah. Me personally, yes. As How many years not,
2: are you willing to wait?
1: I, I'm not. See, I, I might be biased because like I'm not like a. Like, I, I like Elder Scrolls, but I'm not, like, a, a huge Elder Scrolls dude. So, like, I can wait as long, as long as the shit's going to be good. I do remember playing Fallout 4 and going, what the fuck? Like, it just, at how broken that shit was, just in every aspect.
0: hmm So,
1: like, and I don't really want to, that was the last Bethesda game I played where I was like, mm, Mmm no, man. But Todd
3: Howard said that Fallout 76 was going to be four times the size of Fallout 4. And all of of those promises. Dude, I love to hear that E3 whenever they first revealed Fallout 76 and all those things that Todd Howard said Mm -hmm. and totally not happening.
2: I wish wish we could have lost 76 and got Anthem instead. (laughs) I really do. Oh, man. I have no need for Fallout 76. That is the statement of statements. (laughs) I was like... Anthem was somewhat interesting. I don't know. I
3: mean, make like flying was okay, but it I was. hated how short. I hated how short the flying was, like where you had to fall back down again to recharge and then fly. Yeah.
2: It wasn't that big. You know they can patch that out though. It could have been fixed.
3: They could have. I wish they did that in the first place, mm. but they didn't. Nah.
2: Wick. mm Hmm. All right, guys. Well, I think that
1: about wraps it up for the news this week. And let's go ahead and uh, call the show here. All right. Uh, James, if anyone wants, likes what they've heard, what can they do? Where, where can they find us?
2: You, you can find us right where you found us right now on your platform of choice. Um, If you need some other options, though, feel free to check out Apple Music, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube. Uh, check us out on Facebook. Um... Follow Chris on TikTok. He's been going off. SSJ <laughs> Blocker, right? I gotta shout him out. He He's just been ticking and talking, and it will not stop. Um, see what he's up to on Yardrat. Tell him we said hey, and we miss him. And, um... I mean, also, make sure you share this with a friend or an enemy, a uh, classmate, coworker that that um that aunt you never talked to. Just just pass it around. Share the love of Should I Play That with somebody you know. And, um... Leave us a rating. Also, ratings help. Likes, mm-hmm. comments, stars. Um, how else do you? How else do you like? Tell people you like stuff. Tell people you like what you heard. Tell us you like what you heard.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And um, sh- share it on Twitter.
0: Share it on Facebook.
3: Share it on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Add it wow. to your story.
2: Right. IG Live. Go
3: on Snapchat. Go
2: live right now. While you're watching, while you're listening to this, and react to it. Do whatever. Remix it take it up put it down. Just just whatever you can do to enjoy some more should I play that please do we appreciate each and every listen each and every like and each and every one of you. And that's all I got for today. Perfect. Atlanta. what, what do you got for us today? Do you have anything?
3: Um, I'll try to play some more video games, but I'll just <laughs> yeah. I'll just wait to see. I do want to play It It Takes Two with you, though. I'm excited to play that.
2: Are you down for that Demon Slayer game?
3: Demon Slayer? Yeah. Oh! Oh, no. I don't do fighting games.
2: (laughs) It's an arena fighter. It's different.
3: But still. Like, any type of fighters had never been my interest. I think the last fighting game I've actually played and put some, like, time into was, like, a was a web-based teen titans fighting game
2: on cartoon network.com
3: yes that was the last one i did
2: wow i don't even like have that game available anymore yeah
3: no probably not not but i i appreciate fighting games i know they're not for me but it does look basically exactly like in the anime
2: yeah it looks
1: sick
3: which is very impressive.
1: All right. Well, we started the show with anime. I guess we'll end the show
2: with anime. Yay! Yes. Anime!
3: All right. All it's power
2: right. of God and anime, Roddy. That's how this works. <laughs> it's
1: time
3: to power end. Power sh-
0: friendship.
2: It's it's
1: time to end the show. All right, guys. <laughs> thanks for listening. We'll see you on the next one. Peace.
0: Believe it.